Hello, good morning, everyone. Uh, this is Wen Xiong. I'm from uh, OGPS, and uh, today I would like to introduce to you my uh, colleague uh, L Chonghan, uh, who is uh, someone who is very very well versed in the crypto world. He knows a lot about about crypto. And uh, what I'm going to do today, we are going to discuss uh, about crypto because many of us. Um, many of us still has no idea what crypto is about, Bitcoin and blockchain. What are all these terminologies? And and we, uh, I, I thought uh, in this episode we sh- we we should get some basics from someone who who knows what what uh, what is crypto all about, so that uh, we know uh, whether uh, next time this technology will be a fad or is is it something will that will have a breakthrough like the internet or not. So, so uh, without further ado, I introduce my uh, my my expert and uh, colleague friend Chong Han. Hello, Chong Han, are you there? Hey, Wen Shong. Thank you. Thank you for the nice introduction. Um, I wouldn't say I'm an expert in crypto, but I just know a bit more than most people do about crypto. Um, so, so good morning to everyone out there listening to Wen Xiong's channel and myself today. Um, I'm essentially an OGPS uh, realtor as well, just like Wen Xiong. Just that on the side, I'm, I'm pretty much um, involved in the blockchain and crypto space. That's why we thought this this morning would be a good time for both of us to talk about crypto, you know, because people who are interested in real estate they either stay in that or they try to make some money out of it. And clearly, you can do so as well with crypto. So yeah, I'm happy to share. You know, let, let let me know what sort of stuff your audience would like to hear about crypto. Yes. Show. So before we go further, I would like to stress that this is not a financial advice, yeah, uh, Chonghan, right? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I don't give financial advice. And and one of the interesting questions that people usually ask me is, what, what do you think about the Bitcoin price in one year? We can come to that later, but um, this is strictly not financial advice for sure. Yeah. So uh, thank you. So uh, L. Uh, tell us more about yourself. Uh, what are you doing uh, presently now? Right. So outside of OGPS, where I serve as a realtor or broker for for clients, um, mostly high net worth. Um, the other space that I deal with is, uh, actively is in the crypto space. So I actually work in a firm called Onchain Custodian, uh, where we serve as a digital asset or a cryptocurrencies custodian for um, clients of ours. Now, essentially, we provide them an online platform where they can store their assets there safely. Um, the asset under management is also insured, um, so the clients can leave their asset there, feeling safe, go to sleep, wake up tomorrow, and just log in and see their asset. Um, essentially, we are trying to enable that kind of banking services around the platform as well. So today, um, if you come into the platform, you'll be able to see asset investment products. Um, we'll be able to do lending for you and stuff like that. Um, so it's a really exciting company to work for um, in the crypto space. So that's what what um, I do outside of OGPS. Um, apart from that, I'm also a serial entrepreneur with a few other ventures. So I've got like an online portal as well. Um, they currently serves an exam website for including realtors, right? Um, so that's Mock Score. Uh, so people can practice their REIs exam over there as well. So lots of interesting stuff. So that's generally what I do now. Thank you, uh, L. Uh, to be honest, I I only catch maybe like twenty percent of what you've mentioned because I don't understand most of the 
crypto term- terminologies but i'm sure after our discussion today today we will know more about that so um can you share more of uh, what is what exactly is cryptocurrency actually well so look um today if you hold a sing dollar um the rupee or the us dollar essentially it's a piece of paper with something printed on it right and you're able to buy chicken rice you're able to buy property with that because um the counterparty believes in the value of that dollar note now the who backs the dollar note uh, most people say is the government is the treasury right um so likewise cryptocurrency is the same it is functions as a medium of value transfer stock media uh, value transfer um and it only works if the counterparty believes in the value stock within the medium itself um so cryptocurrency again is a stock value medium and if counterparty believes that and they can transact with you and after that somebody else is willing to take the cryptocurrency from them for a price um whether it's at current price higher price lower price for a price um then you know it works essentially that's what's cryptocurrency and cryptocurrency um it's founded of course most people uh, trace it back to uh, the start of bitcoin there were other stuff before bitcoin but uh, bitcoin essentially talks about uh, decentralization through the use of blockchain technology such as there's no one central control controlling entity um in terms of the the float uh, for the amount of currency out there which is what we don't see um with the current system of fiat where let's say for example um the US Fed could just print more money which recently they did uh, because of the covid situation right um and they printed a lot more money Uh, so when when you print a lot more and there's a lot more supply of something um clearly for the holders of those asset um which is the the fiat today uh it devalue it gets devalued and so that's what they're trying to prevent also with a decentralized model where there's no central entity really controlling the supply they can't just say hey i want to print more bitcoins and all of a sudden um they do that you know without a limit okay so uh, okay sorry you mentioned blockchain um, okay what um what is it and, uh, you know and uh, you mean by yeah. using uh, bitcoin they can print more bitcoin per se and uh, yeah so so what what is blockchain blockchain actually no that that's a good question right? a lot of people um have to first understand what is a blockchain uh, before they can get to understand why cryptocurrency sometimes work or don't work um, so take for example just to give you a sense like a bitcoin um they have a cap limit of 21 million coins right um in eventuality so when all the coins are minted there's only 21 million floating around you can get more of that um because this is just hard hard you know hard wire into the system i mean no one can change that really um by just one person's effort you can't really change that as well so why you can't change that essentially is because of the blockchain distributed ledger technology um where no one single person really owns the network um but it's a consensus uh, it's a peer to peer network so if you've done stuff like uh bittorrent torrenting of files um limewire in those days right nowadays you know we share music we share videos over, over torrent facility that's roughly how it works so you have um like hundreds and thousands of nodes which represents your computer my computer um and we're just transacting information on the network without a centralized authority 
right? So there is no one server, for example, like oh the Amazon server, and then you go there and pick up your files on Netflix, right? Today Netflix will be um, the other party, your centralized party controlling all the videos um, that are being streamed to you. But imagine without Netflix um, and replace that just with the internet, and then you and I are just sharing information. That sort of is what um, the whole blockchain system looks like. It's a lot of peer-to-peer networking. Um, and then, of course, there's essentially the blockchain technology itself, um, where the network verifies transaction before putting them onto the chain uh, as a block. Okay. So, so when you say torrent, right? Is is basically yeah. I know you know like uh, uh, what do you call Snapster. Last time I was using. Oh it's yes. A, yes. Snapster. It's a using like a copy paste, copy paste, keep copying itself. Uh, but uh, when it comes to money, you can't really copy money outright. So, um, is uh, how, that means to say there is something that can verify the authenticity. There can only be one copy in the whole world, or something like that. Uh, yeah. So, so interestingly, right? So you, you said copy paste, copy paste. So we just have to be clear what we copy and paste. So in the um, Napster world, you copy paste uh, data of music. So a music file has, let's say, three megabyte worth of data, um, and they're just binary codes, right? And so you can copy that from your computer to my computer over the internet. So so that's simple, right? But when it comes to, let's say, um, a blockchain, what do you want to do? It's not, uh, it's still copying data, but what I'm trying to do on my side is copy and sync up the data between my terminal and your terminal. So in your terminal, let's say um, you, you've sent one Bitcoin, to party B, right? You're party A, you send one Bitcoin to party B. Now I'm party C, I don't know about the transaction, but in in order for the world to work in a synchronized uh, mode, then at some point in time where you broadcast to the rest of the world, say, hey, I've transferred one Bitcoin to party B, right? Um, You're telling the rest of the world, um, the the torrenting world and say, hey, I've I've done that. And then I'm one of the node, I will try to sync up with you, right? But in order to sync up with you, how do I know it's true that you've done that? Um, so that's where the network has this validation system, which often you hear it's called a min- coin minting process, where you're, when you're sending that one Bitcoin over, computers will come in and do the verification of that transaction. Um, and if the algorithm works out um, and is validated by X number of computers, then your transaction gets put onto the whole network um, as a new block to the chain um, that is immutable, and then you you stay in a record. And then the rest of the computers, like my computer, which is computer C, that's um, doesn't have anything to do with your A and B transaction. Comes into the network, I try to sync up. Oh, hey, there's one new transaction. One Bitcoin has been moved from Wenxiong party A to his party B. Um, that's how I get to know about it. So essentially, we're copying data across computer. Um, and then the computers will then also come together to verify transactions um, and put them onto the chain as blocks. Um, so that's how it works. And you don't really feel it because it's all happening in the background. Um, it may not be as fast as like split second, but it's all happening in the background. All you know is after you have waited for five minutes or something like that, you see the, ne- the, the transaction has been done um, and you trust the network. The most important thing is that everybody trusts the network because um, no one central party can really alter it um, unless you've got enough votes within the community. So when you say the network become the centralized system, okay, is there any paradox in that? I mean, like, there must be the 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 authenticator system is built in the in the network itself. Mm-hmm. So so it's, it's coded like that to work like that. So um, the computers will participate in a pool a pool that does um, validation of transaction. 
um, every transaction that comes through will be fed to the pool and within the pool you can think of them that there are millions of computers that are wanting to do validation why because when they validate they get paid a fee right so, so everybody's fighting to do that job and do a good job so the fastest computer to achieve that gets paid um, or, or the fastest computers and a number of them um, gets paid together as a pool uh, so that's how it's, it's hardwired to work. Okay, okay. So there's a lot of deep information that is like trying to understand how the internet, how the internet works basically. But uh, yeah. never mind that. So actually, what is the implication and the application of this blockchain? And uh, I see a lot of, you know, so many varieties of coin. Even Bitcoin, they 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 say they have the 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 offspring of Bitcoin. They call it Bit Bitcoin something. I can't remember. So yeah the concept of halving and also the what are the what is it about and uh, uh, how can it be applied in the usefully in our current world right so i think the application is the key question here there are a lot of other um, terminologies and in-depth stuff that we can talk about in your next podcast or the podcast after that those are the technical stuff like halving um, difficulty and, and hash rate and stuff like that really exciting stuff but it, it gets very technical for, for first round so I think this round um, let's help people to understand uh, what users there are in the real world so the, the blockchain itself can be used for a lot of stuff not just in the crypto space um, the crypto asset is just one of the easier way to understand um, the usability of blockchain and then, of course, because there is value in inherent value in this financial instrument or the financial system that comes out of it, uh, people get excited about blockchain and uh, cryptocurrency. Um, but where it can be applied, it can even be applied to stuff like, for example, real estate. Right today, um, let's say we're showing you want to buy a property in UK, which which I know you, you are very um, in favor of that. Uh, but when you are buying. You can only buy the property, let's say, in one name or up to four names, okay? yep. something like that. But what, what if, what if, like, let's say your friends around you say, hey, what you I really want to buy, but I only have like $5,000. Right? You can't really help him because, uh, you know, unless you get a really small apartment. But say, I really like something in, let's say, central London, but I don't have enough money. You know what to do? There's nothing much you can do today, right? Um, but with blockchain, the interesting stuff is people have really put deeds, right, onto the system. Uh, through, through a, a legal structure and then it can be broken up into let's say um, 100,000 100, tokens and then everybody can participate with you know, one to five thousand dollars um, just to co-own the deed right so what happens is that when the structure or the manager of structure wants to sell the, the property they first um, have to be able to achieve that by buying back other tokens so what it also means is that in order to reclaim the um, reclaim the rights to the deed they have to buy back all the uh, securitized tokens which let's say you your friends and all that whole um, and likely they will have to buy it back from you at a premium right and then, then they have to be allowed legally to sell the, the deed of um, the property away so something like that so you can actually invest in a property without having to own it in a traditional legal structure um, so that kind of stuff can be done and why so because uh, first of all, when you put it on a blockchain, we just discussed about how it's uh, immutable, it's verified by um, a network of uh, people, computers. Um, so there is a trust to the system. So, immutable which, meaning to say cannot be changed. Yes, it cannot be changed, right? So um, even if it's five years, ten years down the road, you're still the owner unless you transfer the asset. And even if you have, like the ex earlier example, A to B, um, the rest of the network will know. 
Um, so it can be used for that kind of purpose as well. A lot of other stuff. Um, um, people, yeah. People really look to blockchain as the um, next thing to help scale up a, a lot of processes and a lot of other transaction. Okay. So um, okay, that is uh, one application. Um, uh, but let's say if we compare that to uh, things like REITs, uh, the real estate invest investment trust, mm. is there any difference for? The crypto application to real estate, which you mentioned earlier, to 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 something like REITs, is there any benefits that that is more better than REITs in terms of the investors? Yeah, so so there are a few things, right? So effectively, the tokenization of a real estate and breaking it down um, and putting out to investors, multiple investors, it's something like REITs, right? Where you fractionize the ownership of properties, buildings, and then you give it out to buyers and investors. Um, so one of the things that can can be a lot better is in terms of um, the legal structure and the cost to do such a project, um, and in how it works. And it could be just for one project. Whereas REITs, um, most of the time, because it's a listed entity, right? So you have to ensure that there is growth um, to the portfolio size. Most of them do. Um, so for example, whether is it the um, Maple Tree Trust. And, and others you've seen in Singapore, they always continue uh, to strive to grow their portfolio. And I used to be an investment banker, right? So you must have a, a pipeline of asset to grow. Um, so you don't just do it for one. Um, where else the, the purpose of tokenizing uh, a building to be sold, it could be done just for one owner, right? The owner of the building. It, it doesn't have to be like a read where you have to struggle and strive to have a portfolio, um, which then works well for big developers like Capital Land, Capo, Maple Tree, um, and, and guys like that who have a pipeline, you know, to to sort of inject. Uh, but if you're just doing for one building, no injection, how? You can't really form a reach just for one building. Okay, that means it's amazing. That means to say, if I am a high net worth client, uh, let's say in Singapore, I have 20 properties in London, in UK. Yeah, I can diversify my portfolio by if someone believes in me that I'm a very good property investor, they can buy into my portfolio lah. Yep, that, that's, that's possible that as is, well. That is, is like treating myself as a capital land or maple tree like that. Mm. But uh, how that means to say I okay that means I will be the one that is liaising with the managing and letting agent, and these investors trust me on my. A choice of the uh, agents to manage my property and get the tenants and all that and then they just get the return from my portfolio lah. so something mm. like that right that, that's absolutely possible um, but of course trust is always essential here so you, you might end up having to still incorporate a company to hold the asset um, but I, I think instead of 20 properties which I know you have but instead, <laughs> instead of 20 properties let's say you have um, one prime property you know very prime building and, and you just want to um, fractionize the ownership of that to get some money to, to buy something else maybe you want to start a space, space shuttle program tomorrow right you just need to sell the building but you don't really want to sell the building yet you just want to in the meantime um, liquidate the ownership uh, they have the ability to use the money to let's say invest in a, invest in a, a space program right like maybe you've got chance to participate in, in SpaceX for, for two million dollars and you want to do that so you get the money you invest in SpaceX after five years you know SpaceX is perhaps listed you get your money back what you then can do is go back to the market and for all those token owners that have given you the money before say hey guys I'm ready to buy back all your tokens I'm going to give you let's say 10-20% more as premium 
um, over each year and then I buy back all tokens. So you actually get liquidity yet you still own the building at the end of the day, you buy back all the tokens and that's the gameplay, right? You don't have to create a portfolio like a like a REIT. You can just liquidate one building. Okay, I understand. So, okay, there are a lot of implications. I think the, the in terms of um, application-wise, maybe uh, we need to incorporate the transparency as well because all the investors, they want something which is as transparent as the listed company. There's a system whereby there's a uh, uh, auditing and reporting before they dare to invest with absolutely. Me, absolutely. So uh, okay, because of the time constraint, we yeah. this is thirty minutes already. So um, actually, uh, uh, the low hanging fruits. Let's say I'm a newbie. I don't know anything about, about crypto. Crypto. Uh, how can I put my one of my foot in so that I will not be left out? Let's say this technology really fly. Uh, you know, really fly. Yeah. Like yeah, so how can I take advantage of that uh, in a safe way? Yeah, well, and where do you see the crypto market going forward? Well, for for people like you, you can just give me a call and I'll get it sorted out with you. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it can it can be done in a few ways. Of course, um, you can just go online and now there are lots of exchanges that do that. Um, whether is it uh, Coinbase, Binance, and all that, you can just purchase your asset over there. Um, but the easier uh, thing to do is actually to find someone already in the community just get a step-by-step guidance um, I, have, I have those sort of guidance on my website as well people are welcome to to take a look um, at, at elxle.com so they can um, just browse for the information there uh, but it, the point of it's whether you should get in or not so I think for for guys like you and Xiong you, you have um, like a, a your kids right so i think the important thing to think about sometimes bitcoin is not just investing for yourself um but the horizon right let's say if you just purchase one bitcoin for for the two kids you know one for each like how much do you pay today you pay like nine thousand dollars for each of those token and then you just leave it there in in 10 years time um assuming you're right that it booms and and gives you 10x return like 100k this is pretty good money for your kids to go to college university with right and then they're done right you don't really have to pay for that now but at the worst case scenario if it it goes past um which it would maybe you get back like three or four thousand dollars out of bitcoin so you effectively lost six thousand. So it's like a five six thousand dollar option maybe right now for a ten times upside. Um, that's the way I would angle um, this instrument if you're keen on looking at it. Again, not financial advice, uh, but that's how I think about it for myself, which is why I purchased one for all those in my family. So um, in the case it goes up, great. Everybody has something to walk away with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree because I, I think this will be a very good diversification tool Indeed. as opposed to the fiat currency yeah. and you know, and everything else, which is like you see the stock market just a few days ago, it tanked, right? I think 5, 6, 7 percent. Oh, yeah. Like oh, yeah. So, so uh, I think in future, crypto uh, holds a lot of uh, promise. And uh, we don't, of course, we, when we it just, what is one or two Bitcoin? It's only like maybe 9,000. Uh, uh, rather than you put into a lot of those stocks that you know even we see like Starbucks closing down a lot of their stores and all that nowadays a lot of things are not certain anymore uh, especially like, even if you buy those uh, companies they are not so not, not blue chip so I rather you put into crypto is that what you're saying 
Um, so I, I, I'm not a stock expert, but what I can say is that um, with crypto, you do know that it's constantly expanding because there's so much more things that people are doing on the blockchain. Um, there, there's only such a small fraction of uh, asset being tokenized. In fact, the OECD says by 2027, um, you're seeing you're going to be seeing a 24 trillion tokenized um, market cap, right? So it's just constantly growing, and when something is growing. Um, so long you throw money into that space, um, it's bound to grow in terms of value unless you you pick the wrong bet. Um, but in this space, Bitcoin is sort of the gold standard. Um, um, if you if you purchase in the main asset class, um, you should be able to ride a wave. You know, just like how let's say if, if Apple um, is the largest weightage in terms of the um, stock index, and you're born into Apple when the stock index goes up because everybody is putting money into um, the market, then um, naturally by putting your money with Apple. Um, you're supposed to ride the, the uptick in the index itself. That's how it works. And okay, okay. So uh, uh, finally, uh, any one advice for the audience on investing in uh, crypto? Start early. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, just start early. I mean, the earlier you get in, the better for you because they are minting the coins, um, and and uh, the the longer you wait. Um, you're just missing out on opportunity. That, that's what I think. So, so start early. You know, likewise in property, right? When when it's a good time to buy, don't hesitate and say, "Oh, will the price come down a bit more? Will the price come down a bit more?" Um, usually, it doesn't do that. Like, I mean, in the last few months, even in the Singapore market, people have been asking, "I'm just want to wait a little bit more. Let's see if the I price comes down." I agree. That means we are, that means we are talking about compounding. Yeah. Interest, right? Um, you well, you can compound today. You can start compounding because even like my firm, we we actually are able to find instruments where it pays you interest. So you can actually compound. So earlier start the better. Like the longer you wait, just for two hundred dollars, three hundred dollars difference, um, you're gonna miss out on a lot of stuff. Thank you so much, uh, Chong Han. So, um, uh, so uh, we come to the end of our brief. Uh, basics on the crypto world uh, and on Bitcoin. Uh, so feel free to contact us, uh, Wen Xiong and uh, El Chong Han here. Uh, I will provide the link below as well. If you like us to do a, a, a sequel to this episode, we will also try to accommodate. And uh, please, if any questions, also feel free to contact us uh, uh, in the uh, uh, from our contact details below. So uh, thank you, thank you for today. A uh, happy Sunday to all of you, uh, and have a nice and blessed week ahead. God bless. Thank you, Chong. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Wen Chong. Have a good day. Thank you. Good day. Bye bye.